Hello and welcome to Kardashian, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jarrow. Hi, Jess. Hi, my friend. It feels silly to look at you over Zoom when I've seen you in person now. I mean, no big deal, but we only went out on the town. And boy, did we ever. We It was what a night. A night. What a night. We're like, we were talking about it before we started recording. It's like I'm still tired from it in the best possible way. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't like go hard. You know, it wasn't even like we were out crazy late or anything. But it's just like so. So for people listening, uh, we went out with our beloved Trisha and Our OG. We, to, we ate at a restaurant. A very nice, like cool, a very hip part of LA in Highland Park. It is so funny because we were definitely treating ourselves. Like, oh, were we? We were getting multiple appetizers. We got, mm. I told Jess, uh, we got a table steak, which I've heard because the housewives do it. And I've heard people be like, what is that? I'm like, everybody knows about a table steak. I had not. And I was rocked. I had not. I was not aware of table steak and it changed my whole life. It's, I couldn't stop talking about it when I got home. <laughs> especially if more than three people or more than two people want it. Even two people. Oh, it blew my mind. I felt so luxuriated. It was oh, appetizers, table steak, pastas, cocktails. Uh, and that, I may oh. just drink grappa. And I mean, it, I didn't do a very good job. She tried really hard. And I was like, this I is so really good. And I was like, yeah, does it taste like actual like nail polish remover? Sure. It's very expensive, though. Let's drink it. It was so fun and decadent. It also also the grappa like heated up my entire like it, insides. It, like I have never felt it was wild. It, honestly, if you want to learn how alcohol works in your system, drink grappa because <laughs> you will see how it absorbs in the body because then it f- does flow through your bl- veins. Your I would say if you were like <laughs> trapped in like the woods in the winter and you thought you were going to die from cold and you drank that, you would survive. Like it truly heated me from the inside in a way I have never physically felt. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although and don't actually do that, guys, because that's how a lot of people in northern states die because oh. they believe alcohol because it makes them feel warm and then they die. Makes you warm. And then they die. Warm. They perish. Okay. You're right. It's not a good I don't want tip. Jessica but you'll to kill die you happy. guys. <laughs> you'll die happy and warm Or so confused why you, the last thing you drank was poison tasting. <laughs> It's a bad last drink. Um, but then the cutest thing happened, which I don't think is oversharing, which is that <clears throat> a cheesecake slice made its way to our table that none of us had ordered. Like, what? And there was me. a lot of confusion. We were like, no, thank you. We got the budino. We're enjoying our little dessert. It's so and funny because they- the waitress looked at me like she was... I was like, is this, oh, she is this a joke? She was so confused. She was so confused. And we were like, no, it's not us. No big deal. And then the hostess comes over and explains that uh trisha's dear husband our friend eugene who is away shooting a movie sent the cheesecake as a gift to his wife knowing that this was a really special night for her to be out with her friends and he wanted it to go really well and he picked up the tab what a baller move he's in another country filming a movie he not only knew where we were going he knew what time to call like he like it was the classiest 
move like as a certainly as a husband <clears throat> and i told my husband <laughs> yeah well you're divorcing like, him so you had to i tell was him literally the, like yeah. you gotta step up that is the fucking coolest thing like it was because so now thoughtful. you guys will have irreconcilable differences if he yes. doesn't step up it was such and trisha started crying and we all started it, getting teary eyed. Other so... people came over to see if we were okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> we merely sent a cheesecake, and now a table full of women are middle aged women in this Screaming. very cool hip place. <laughs> other people are wearing like full monochrome suits and stuff. Uh, and we are uh, <laughs> like a weird version of the Spice Girls, like middle aged Spice Girls. <laughs> We each have our theme going and they are sobbing uh, over a cheesecake. Something uh, must be wrong. I like screamed it at the waitress when she came by. I was like, her husband is filming away and he sent it. <laughs> and Trisha and was like not having it. it. was like, yes, thank you. It's so funny because <laughs> as big as our personalities are, Trish is on the opposite side. Like <laughs> <laughs> she was like, can this please stop? <laughs> she, <laughs> truly though. What if I, all, I don't I don't understand how all men are held to such different levels of like it's amazing. I will say that men are amazing because they merely accept <sighs> that women have emotions. Yes, much they less accept the concept of emotions that they don't have to participate in. Much less <laughs> understand them on a level and try to like make sure that person is fulfilled in a way that helps because like, I mean, it's just like, uh, uh, he, Ugh, I grant it. Next it, level. Also for us to talk about it for days and days and days shows how low our bar is. The rarity of it. Mm -hmm. It's the, in that like his, yeah, that like that level of kindness and compassion and partnership is just like, of course we should expect like kindness like that. It is, but it, it is so profound and it is like, oh, and he's always been that way. It's, you know, and he, he cares about just, us too, which is very yes! nice. Like he's, oh my God. Anytime he goes out of town, he texts us to be like without Trish to be mm -hmm. like, take, like he'll tell us take like, you know, fam. thank you guys for being so good to her. Like he's the best. Also, the best. what a good takeaway, though, to if you cannot be a part of something for someone to call and have something arranged, even I've if it's that. just at Chili's and you send over a, a pizzuki. Like, <laughs> also a great thing to say. I had I have done that only a handful of times. Like um, my friend in New York, I before her wedding, I couldn't come to her bachelorette and I sent champagne. Um, and I learned that that was a, a thing that you could do, you know, like send champagne to the table. Um, and I remember it feeling like a huge power move, but also that's nothing compared to like picking up the fucking tab yeah. and like having them deliver like a heartfelt message. Like it, like uh, she knew so much about Trish's life that, and then, and then whatever she didn't know, we filled in and Trish screamed at her. Can you stop? <laughs> she's, they have two kids and she's taking care. Her sister came to, you know, like, just like so <laughs> we were out of our much. minds. Also, we screamed at the waitress that we were vaccinated. And she's like, yes. I'm vaccinated. Like, we were just so oh, we many were things. Off. 
the charts. <laughs> we were just so excited to see so each other. So excited. This is not even drinks in. We started off at that no, level. No, sat down hot. Sat down at a at a full 10. Oh, God. Oh, it was such a... It was so fulfilling, so warm, so just like the feeling of having gotten through uh. something and being so grateful for the friendships you have and the people you have and like just what support systems, you know, even just over text or Marco Polo, like what that has meant in this horrible year I, of our lives. I tell you, you know? having friends you love, highly recommend. Because I think highly a lot of recommend. people have friends they don't really love. No, it's like the um, Marissa story, the <laughs> the TikTok you said. Oh, yes. Marissa in New York and her friend's. I'll planned a party when she was out of town. Marissa, find new friends. A stranger overheard it and then TikTok tracked her down. Oh. Um, no, I feel very fortunate. I think this has been a stretch the last couple of weeks of feeling like intense gratitude for for the people I have I have in my life that the I've built into my life that you know and it's because it's it it's work and it's it's these are relationships you have to put work into and then to reap the reward is like what a gift um yeah. i'm very grateful for it it was such a nice night what a oh nice i'm night. so high oh uh, so other news stuff uh about the kardashians we were talking about how yes. their final episode we believe will be on june 10th unless they do something weird and move it around Always but they possible. shouldn't they shouldn't <laughs> so then so that means that We'll be rounding out because there will be a finale after the 10th. So we'll be winding down by end of June. And then we're yeah. going to take a few weeks off because I'm going to be <clears throat> out of the country filming a movie too. Um, Hell unless my passport yes. doesn't come in because it has not arrived and they keep asking for the information on it because you can't book international oh, trips unless okay. you have it. So okay. um, I'm going to call them in the morning to make sure that it's a coming. <laughs> uh, I can fix this. Um, guys, always keep your passport updated. You just never know. Yeah, um, just do it. So I know I had to do an ex. I had to do on a trip to Mexico. Tim and I booked five days before the trip. I realized my passport was expired. And I like I had to go to the M or like, you know, the passport. Luckily, I live in L.A. Yeah, so there's I could one. go to the passport office. But I had to beg the person at the counter. I had to be like, I fucked up. I lied, actually. I said I was my, we were boyfriend, girlfriend at the time. And I lied and said he surprised me with a trip and I didn't know. And I like told, I just like tried to make it a sob story. And they were like, okay. And you can get a same day passport if you, yeah, it, if they let, if they decide. It's literally just like yes or no at the counter if they want to. Yeah. I'm going to call just to be like, how far into processing are you? Because you're processing it, but it doesn't matter. Whatever guys. Um, okay. so but we're going to be starting Ella's for losers in Ooh. July. The first three weeks or so are going to be free. So you guys can try before you free, commit free, free. to giving us any money. Um, and we're excited because, you know, we watch every other show. So between the two of us, so excited. we have a really good, I mean, I don't think we dip into TLC much. I, obviously, I have another podcast with yeah. Nicole Byer where we cover 90 Day 
Beyonce mm-hmm. universe, and that will we will not allow crossover because no, we will not. We got to respect those boundaries. I have to respect those boundaries. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm watching Shaw's now. I'm even gonna watch Summer House Winter whatever bullshit they're doing. I'm gonna hop on Summer House. I I hear I'm hearing enough that I have like it's like okay, clearly this is a thing. So I will be hopping on Summer House with you. Also, I think it's just another way for me to realize I have opinions that no one shares <laughs> like i like hannah from summer house and there's nothing you guys could do to change my mind and i don't care how she behaved because i think all those other people suck so much so and jess doesn't know what i'm talking about i don't know who that is but but i am I team will, hannah the all the way throw luke in the garbage i don't care I mean, the point is that I will know who these people are. I mean, just know that it's a woman who has been like kind of played with by a man. And then everyone else in the house is like, of course, she's obsessed because she couldn't get a guy who's that hot because she's not as hot as him. And you're like, that can't be the argument, guys. That cannot be the argument. (laughs) We're not doing that argument. No. Um, Anyway, we'll talk. Um, We're going to talk about it later. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We're living Um, our best lives in so many ways. We'll do it. So let's get into it. So we have some news. Um, (laughs) Well, not like we we're not expecting, but. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that news. We have news on the car genres that we do every week. Some big news. (laughs) The part of the show that happens literally every week. Um, No, I thought this was really interesting. There was a Cosmo article called The Town That Kanye Built. Um, And it is really interesting. And I was like. Because it's a thing I've I have been curious about, which is the impact of Kanye on Cody Wyoming, which he moved to in 2019 and bought a ton of property and obviously has built like a lot there and has built a lot of his life there. And especially in, you know, leading up to the divorce that really became, I mean, very much his other life yeah Uh, and his full-time residence at this point it's his full-time residence but what was very interesting is that like it sound i i was under the impression he was still primarily living there but what it basically it talks about the town and just like that kanye coming was this actual like um huge beacon of hope for the town because it was industry wise like not really didn't really have a lot going on that a lot of the businesses had closed that a lot of the like major industry had left it's not as big as like you know the kind of more nearby big wyoming towns um that tend to attract celebrities and it was kind of a random pick basically by kanye and it ended up employing a lot of people which of course like literally just like groundskeepers and you know staff and so he was like single-handedly giving this like economic boom to the city and people were like moving there like as if you know like an amazon factory had opened like it was all about how like which is so intense in terms of the power of a billionaire you know and a rich person choosing a place and it was like it was it's all about how people like literally would just drive there and like leave resumes at the house and like you know people just especially fans of Kanye were just like showing up in Cody uh but it's and and then you know he was building his weird like domes to save the homeless and like all his architectural stuff and so so much work was being uh was happening on his property 
But and people would see, you know, lots of celebrities and people would see him out and about and he ate at the restaurants and it was just all about this like boom and that it has all dried up. Like it sounds like he's still there, but that like, I mean, it was about how basically once he started his presidential run that he kind of abandoned a lot of his like what he was building on the site, like what his like uh, large sort of employment opportunities were. And it's all about how like he still owns the property, but he's not really doing anything in town. And like it's all kind of dried up. And but now there are all these people who moved there for him who have stayed. And have, like, gotten very involved in the town. It's a really fascinating story of, like, a town who, like, it's like a movie, you know, of, yes. like, this little town that was, like, scared about him moving there. And they had to be, like, listen, you know, like, we don't know what this means. It's Hollywood. It's this and that. And then it became the best thing in the world. They put up a sign that said, Welcome West. Like at, at the like entrance to town, like welcome to him. They like loved him. And then like now because he's a billionaire who also we know and it's Kanye and he's he just like has moved on basically and is not really interested in the things he was like building and doing on the property. And that there a whole town like realized that they were just totally dependent on him and that they're having to figure out now like if they stay, what they do. Like it's just so intense that a single person can have that effect. I am positive that it was born out of desperation, but ooh, I would not stake my future on Kanye West. No, isn't that what's so interesting is like we think of him as like, like he is like to that town like a Bezos, you know, this like rock solid but he businessman. Also is known to be the most inconsistent and like, you know. No, he's like a mentally unwell person who at the same time this is all happening was like tweeting that he was, you know, that Chris Jenner was a white supremacist and like <laughs> crying on stage about like his wife almost aborting their baby. Like we know, we know Kanye is this like very unstable, but you forget that like, hey, at the end of the day, money's money, you know? Yeah. That, like he was employing a lot of people in a part of the country that was struggling and he was seen as like you know a real beacon of hope yeah and then him him moving on which is the most but Kanye where did thing. he move on to is he just not doing the projects i assumed well, he that's was still was, living there that was my understanding the cosmo article paints it like they know they've seen him it's like he's been seen in town but he just is largely not like full-time there anymore which mm. i don't know if that what that means if he live is living separately in LA or like what he's obviously like kind of under the radar in this moment but it seems to make it sound like it just all stopped yeah and that like from the election up in and the from the election in through basically all of 2020 the pandemic you know that he has just like but we know he's been there and we know you know even Kim had gone and visited and all that but it sounds like whatever he was up to and like the, the kind of like projects he had going that at least has stopped yeah out there yeah interesting so, anyways i'm really crazy i recommend it at these other uh, celebrities that are living in like small little towns although i don't think like big i mean you know some of these places are places where people know that famous people go but it right. is like an interesting thing for a super big celebrity to go somewhere that is less populated and more peaceful and then to have people flock to them still yes which is not what they want. So yes, it, 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 it kind of is, you know, a snake eating its own tail in a way. 
There's a very funny part of the article about like a little old lady who became like really obsessed with him <laughs> and like started like like saw him in town and like a young person like there was like I think he was doing a live show or something but anyways and it's all about how then she started cutting out like magazine and article clippings about him and would send them to her granddaughter because she was like i have something to connect with my granddaughter on we both love kanye (laughs) it's just like the craziest trickle down of like you pick up you know you spin a globe and pick a spot on the map and it's like all these ripple effects of like money and fame and like yeah it just, it really matters. I mean, it, that's uh, a real symptom of the wealth divide in America. Ooh, where really, one person can make or break a town. A single human just by picking it. And it's like the, yeah, the ripples are just, it's a fascinating piece about like how impactful that is. Yeah. Um, then, okay, so this is not as much news, but it was just interesting <laughs> to me. Uh, so I had been invited to go to Disneyland this past week. I have a friends. strong opinion on it. <laughs> I did. I agreed with their opinion. It wasn't oh, the reason. No, no, I, I wasn't go. saying that. But I just realized as you were talking about, it, I was like, why would I go to a place? Remember when they had that measles outbreak? I know. It's I know. Like, it's a very risky place to go. I and I had really wanted to go and I was going to try to like finagle it with work and then remembered I can't go anywhere during the days. Yeah. So what am I talking about? I have a full-time job. So, I didn't go and to Disneyland. Oh, what Did we, we ever say Disneyland? Disneyland? Oh, to Disneyland. <laughs> I don't know if we ever to said Disneyland. it. <laughs> I was invited to go to Disneyland with friends this past week and I didn't go. But you know who did go? Is a whole bunch of Kardashians. Um so it was in, so on I think on Monday or Tuesday, because it just basically has reopened. It is, you know, it it's at limited capacity. Yeah, Disney World whole, kept trucking the whole time. They Disney did not World care. has been, yeah. We have Tim has friends who went like uh, in July my, of last year to my Disney World. Family went. Well, not my whole family, but I had family that went for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, and which is this... one of the biggest like because I used to work at Disney World. Don't know if you That's guys know. Right. I did I Disney this. College program. It's actually where I got kind of um. I'm not gonna say it's OCD, but I developed a a, a real phobia of germs because I got oh. so ill being there. Oh my god! Because of it's an international funnel, so I was introduced uh, from a being in a very small town in Louisiana. To like then going to like an international hub. Oh my god! I yeah. was introduced to germs that I and and viruses never, and stuff that I had never been around. So I was sick so much, and then no. I got like very yeah. To this day, if I even walk outside, I know I must wash my hands. Wow! Just to, what to, funny... I don't even have to touch a thing. I yeah. just it like because I got so sick so often at Disney World. I became obsessive about hand washing. Wow. And you were ahead of the whole world on that. Um, I mean, a lot of people cared about hand washing. (laughs) Well, I I guess I'm speaking for myself. Um, I definitely didn't. As Um, someone who leads with their hands, too, I think you should. You're very very finger forward. (laughs) Well, and nails especially are literally nothing but like little cesspools on your fingers. Um, But so and I was very fascinated overall by the Disneyland struggle because of that. It was like how crazy to have these and for just to zoom out very quickly, like and I really got the our, you know, our friend Dickie works at ABC Disney. And I remember her at the start of pandemic explaining that like the cash flow of Disney Inc. is the parks. 
The parks are what keeps Disney Inc. afloat. And it is how they pay for everything. Like as a company, it is the most important financial piece of the company are the parks. Because and it's there how... aren't just two folks, if you remember. They yes. have one in Paris, one in Tokyo. Where else do they have a Disney? Hong Kong, which I've been to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Paris. Yeah. And we're so talking closure, about just like hundreds of thousands of people going there the every day. Closure of these parks, basically. Plus you add in live sports events and the ESPN piece of Disney. It has like decimated the company. And so the fact that Florida was Florida and let them stay open and California was California in the pandemic and would not let them open became hugely contentious and like Disney was like openly battling the state of California to try to get it open um, during the pandemic, which obviously didn't happen. Um, so it got very like, and it's funny though, cause it's like, what were they going to do? Like take it somewhere else? Like it's, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't really, it just is what it is. And a park is sorry. Like it just is a huge crowd of people. So it's open. Uh, it's limited capacity and you know who of course immediately went we had kylie and travis brought little stormy on like tuesday um and posted a bunch of pics and then the next day the day i would have been there the day i would have been there that's devastating our one and only kravis went hello courtney Uh, hello i meant however did your friend Hello. see them? No. Okay. No then. sighting. Well, then so, you didn't really, you know. No, maybe you no. would have been instinctually drawn to them. I think I would have seen them. Yeah. I can smell. I can smell it. Can I tell I've you? I've never seen the celebrity. Like, I'm always fascinated by the photos and the videos of, like, how they are led around with, like, a, you know, a private guide and their security and They're stuff. I've never. Guest services. Ooh. And you can tell who they are because they wear plaid vests. And they will be walking with the celebrity so that you don't speak to them. And they Mm. don't have to stand in any line. They go through back entrances, which I think in some ways really does take away from the experience. Yeah. Um, Especially for certain rides that have like an ambiance before you like enter into the world. Um, Like Space Mountain and stuff. But uh, but yeah, you can if you see a a plaid vest, sometimes you just got to watch where they're going. Okay, this is a hot tip. I would love to see it. Um, and yeah, they brought the kids. Uh, Courtney and Travis brought some of the kids, and their and his his older kids were, I think, with them. Um, so they're back. We know. We already know. There's a big. We we nailed the Disney Kardashian connection long before the announcement because you know. Remember, they're in business now with Disney, um, and they yeah they're back at the park. So. That was some fun return to the world. Were all of Courtney's kids there? No, I think it was maybe just like Penelope. I can't remember who who all went. Could you um, but imagine it being a kid being like, no, nah, I don't want to go today. I know. I'm like look, trying to remember. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, they went Mason, Penelope. Oh, it was Mason, okay. Penelope, and Rain. Okay. Uh, and then his, I think, son. Rain, uh, Rain is like, I can't actually fit it into my schedule. <laughs> Are you sure we can't do Thursday? Okay, well then go without me. <laughs> also, also, Mason is like a full adult. He's like a giant teenager. It's so oh, intense. We'll talk. Is he it, like it, really? now or 11? <gasps> well, 11? I mean, we, yeah. I guess he's like only 11. 11, yeah. right? Yeah, he's 11. <clears throat> so that's fun. Got to see some some of them out at the park. 
Um, then speaking of Kylie, uh, this was interesting. She, there was a page six article. No, it was a TMZ uh, posted a thing uh, alleging that the, a source with direct knowledge and connection to both Kylie and Travis told the outlet that the pair were uh, back together, but, quote, free to date other people. Mm. So that went around that they were in an open relationship, which I feel like we've heard of. We've seen, uh, you know, I think everybody's under the impression that they have some sort of arrangement. I know a lot of celebrities do that i i mean especially if you're not going to be home uh like i have a friend who was dating a very large uh star it was a a friend who was not like a close friend but they broke up because he was like hey what if we're in love and we're together but when i'm off on location you just don't ask me questions about things (laughs) And she was like, how about we break up? <laughs> and then guess what? He went nuts. <laughs> okay. That he wanted her out. back so hard. And she said, no, no, you showed me. I'm not doing this. No, no. So Kylie retweets it. The uh, retweets the Daily Mail article. Uh, and she goes, she retweets it and says, you guys really just make up anything. So shutting it down. Then I thought this was interesting. She's then tweeted, I'm not discrediting anyone, interesting word choice, anyone who is in an open relationship, but it's just careless and disrespectful to throw this narrative out there without knowing what's true. Mm. Yeah, I guess she's like, you know, covering our bases. Like, I'm not trying to offend people Mm-mm. who are doing that. It's just right, like not shaming what this a is. lifestyle, but like, it's not what we're doing. Yeah. And then somebody responded, but TMZ reported <laughs> and she retweeted it and said, I saw, I just saw this, but yes, TMZ too. LOL. <laughs> but TMZ, but TMZ reported. It made me laugh. But, I mean, yeah, it is one of those things where you're like, I, are you like, I guess it's none of our business what they're doing. It does seem like they're sort of back together, but maybe they're just not exclusive. But I guess is that like, is that a different thing than being in an open relationship? I don't know. It's like, I mean, I've said this many times and I think I've said it on the pod before. I think the reality that we have to get used to is also that celebrities of a certain level or rich people are not existing within the like brackets and like uh, the the concepts potentially relationship wise as we understand them. Right. You but know? she's like, telling us like, but she's directly speaking to that. So that's why I'm like, yeah, it's that's why it's fascinating. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, well we don't, you get to do whatever you want to do, but I like the con cause I assume that they have uh, some kind of, situation that is probably very different from one I would ever be in relationship wise but it is her I feel like doing this sort of strangely relatable move of being like no way and it's like I don't know we don't know you're a fucking 23 year old billionaire yeah (laughs) like you get to do whatever you want yeah we don't get to have an opinion Uh, is the truth I also anytime that like someone very rich is like I'm gonna get married I'm like why you don't need to you don't I mean, I guess there's maybe I'm just so out of 
so unbelieving of love and romance that I'm like, why? <laughs> and you don't even benefit with with the what you need. You you could pay for anything. You don't need a partner. <laughs> <laughs> Might be People like um, having just, uh, a symptom of something else. <laughs> <laughs> People like having that party, you know. <laughs> but anyway, she's not copying to what their situation is, but is letting us know, I guess, what it isn't. Yes, so it isn't. That's an interesting clue. Specifically <laughs> an open relationship. That's not yeah. what it is. So um, there's that. Tequila. Tequila. It's 818 time. Oh my gosh. The We've been waiting for it. It was a big mystery. It's so funny how this happened, Jess, because so Kendall has this tequila line. She's been teasing it for a while. It is finally launched before it was launched weeks, you know, months ago. People were like, is this cultural appropriation? She spoke not of it and then decided to really lean in. Lean Lean in 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 the most Kendall Jenner way. Lean right on in to what people are mad about. And to make it seem like she definitely wants you to know that it is cultural appropriation. As she dons her little, her braids, (laughs) hops on a horse with some uh, people posed as migrant workers. uh, Some some brown skinned migrant workers. Just fuzzed out in the distance yes. behind She's a thin, tall, white, cisgendered supermodel. She's just one of the, the rancheros. That's all she is. She, there she is in the fields, as we know she often is, sipping and tasting alongside the Mexican distillers. Oh, my God. What a fucking dumbass. It's fine. It's like... Look, you know, a lot of people made a point that it was like a lot of other even like white male celebrities. We've talked about it. Yes. Have tequila lines. The Rock has a tequila line. Like the cultural appropriation part is tough. But it's like to your point, it's about leaning into it. uh You know, like what you had to have a little hat and braids and be like, yeah, in an agave field. Because when other celebrities are shilling their tequila they're sitting at a table that looks like a nightclub, sipping on it with a with a giant ice cube in a cup. Uh, yes, but th- they're not like, look at me riding through the agave fields. <laughs> no, famously, we for Casamigos, you know, R- Randy Gerber and Clooney are like on motorcycles, just somewhere, you know, Drinking like and that's driving the like image. a celebrity would. <laughs> Oh, it was so Kendall. I like, it's so funny. I mean, I do want to try this tequila, but it's so funny how much I was just like already. They had the big party this week on Friday night. They had the huge 818 launch party, I think, at Craig's. We went to the wrong restaurant. We should have been at Craig's. Kim was literally like being like, if you guys come to Craig's right now. I was just like, oh my, oh my gosh, this God. is, she never tells us where she is. No. And they like, it was, and so many celebs, it was like Kate Hudson, Katy Perry, like all the pals, Haley Bieber, uh, Kim really working PR for Kendall. I was like, do you have a stake in this company? Like how many times also she's been like, I don't even drink. And I love this tequila. Also, <laughs> I was like, I don't believe you. All of her friends be like, mm, you know what? That's easy going down like everyone just mm-hmm. like ooh, mm, yum mm, yum alcohol like tasted yum and good 
It was just like, oh my God, what, how oppressive. Um, and then another side part about even beyond the cultural appropriation was that, I thought this was interesting, a brand called Tequila 512 pointed out that they both use area codes for their name. Yeah. 512 is Austin. They both have yellow labels and they make their tequila at the same distillery. <gasps> And so Tequila 512 like posted about it and said, doesn't seem very cool. What do you think? And um, I'm sure they're not the only people who share a distillery and like, I know they said to be clear, this post does not accuse them of stealing our idea, but it does point out obvious undeniable similarities and that their entire in that in their entirety makes a worthy point on the face of it. The, or the CEO said, and uh, then they pointed out that uh, Kendall's is twice as expensive. <laughs> I will say that even though it is the same distillery, that does not mean it's the exact same no. uh, methods and, and recipes. It's just using the same equipment because the still to build a distillery is like a whole other kind of investment, especially for a new startup. Like you're not going to yeah. build your own, you know, even with like, you know, uh, I, I think I learned this from watching Queer Eye actually, because they were queer eyeing this, this, this older woman who had like made her, had like a barbecue sauce that was like, Oh yes. I, the two sisters. So yes. they took, they were like, okay, so we're going to use this facility. They're going to, figure out what your recipe is and we're going to package it up. But yeah, that's, it wasn't hers. She just went to a place to like, right. Do it, like you the, know? the, yes, exactly. That it's, and I think also, I mean, I am not, you know, I don't give a flying fuck about Kendall's tequila, but I think it is like, uh, probably also smart if you're this other like in the clout chasing of it all to be like well also we're here and half the well you know it's it's where accusing celebrities of things is important to call shit out and yes. also a great way to get people to talk about a thing that nobody knew about before oh my gosh especially being like okay so you're like an austin brand you're like you're more authentic no yeah you're exactly in, right you are in austin and also uh, this article does link to their uh, site. And when we, I'm going to scroll down to look at their team. Looks like a lot of white people. <laughs> it's almost exclusively, <gasps> exclusively white people. I mean, yeah, you got to be careful if you enter the fray. You know, it's the true meaning of people in glass houses. You but know? they also are like, no one's going to really check on this. Let's just get our name out there. People, will, yes. maybe some local people will buy more bottles. of. Absolutely. And by the way, this tequila has been coming for months and they made it known the week of the mm -hmm. uh, huge debut that yeah. they made a public statement about it. Yeah, so it's like, well, very good marketing teams. Good for them. And then I didn't get to watch this. Oh, my gosh. I watched. Did you watch this? I, I have not watched it, it in yet. its entirety. But our friend what? Mariah Smith of the Keeping Up <laughs> the Continuity Era's fame talented writer podcaster in her own right from I, I think her podcast is not only does she have a podcast called Spectacle. Uh, but she also has her own serious radio show yes, with sisters. her sisters, uh, Lauren Ashley Smith and Rochelle. Is Rochelle? Oh, no, I shouldn't get this. I don't want Rochelle to be her mom's name. Uh, <laughs> I don't know her other sister. Yes, but um, so <laughs> um, she did an Instagram live where she tasted 
all of the three varietals of okay. tequila, uh, or, or what is it? Res, res, how do you say Reposado. that? Reposado, the Blanco, Blanco and Anejo. Anejo, yes. Yeah. And she had not favorable things to say. Really? Not at all. That's interesting. Uh, (laughs) She was like, like that is poison. Oh, my God. That is poison. Uh." Ah! (laughs) That's so funny. And she tried it against other tequilas where she was like, okay, this is not good, but I'm going to give it a three. And then she takes a candle. She's like, God, that's a one or zero. That's a zero. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Rachel. Rachel is the other sister. Their mother's name is Rochelle. Yes. I apologize. I mean, uh, those are very similar names. I'm all up in their family. My favorite sisters, other than They're the Kardashians. Amazing. They're um, amazing. But yeah, she thought it was disgusting. Also, Mariah's just so funny. She's so funny. Like an what effort. And she's just sitting by herself. She had like a bucket hat on and like a hoodie, I feel like. Her, yes. Like I saw the thumbnail made me laugh so hard. It was just like, yeah, what a star. I, I commend her. I can't wait to watch it. I've like had it saved uh, oh. as a tab open forever. And I hope so I've funny. not watched it. <laughs> so go watch. And I, and I will too. Um, and then, oh, she just can't stay out of the news. Can she? Yeah. Uh, Shanna Bochler has more to say about the Kardashian family. And do we think she'll continue to have a lot to say? (sighs) I think the answer is yes. Yes. Talk about clout chasing. So So what is this latest update? Okay, so we remember that she said that that the reason for her divorce was because Travis was having an affair with Kim. Yes, right? Right, yes, she caught them. Well, yes, this, I don't remember her saying she caught them. I, that was what I thought was You're right. So now she is claiming that she caught them. That's, you're right. Okay. So, so she's (laughs) like, or maybe she did last time. She's like, I divorced my ex-husband because I saw them. I caught them having an affair. So she says, she, so she did say that. Sorry. So she's clarifying that someone sent a text all their text conversations and she's also close friends with people who were there while things were happening uh Mm -hmm. she went on to claim quote he had already had an affair with paris hilton and at that time kim was paris's closet organizer they were best friends Mm -hmm. and he started using kim as a model for his clothing company uh, and then she asked him not to use Kim as a model mm. because of her ties to Paris. Okay. And she was like, we were working on our marriage, trying to heal from the affair with Paris. But he continued to work with Kim. And then she received text messages. And the other, th- quote, third parties kind of let me know it's something I was well aware of. I love how she petered out right here. <laughs> I love all the specifics. We got the clothes. I know it's company. Reads, it sounds real. It's we, like very a lot we of have real specifics. Paris, closet organizer, friends. There's a clothing company, modeling, 
and we close it out with, and then I received all the text messages and the other third parties kind of let me know it's something I was well aware of. What did you just say? Nothing at the end. You just nothing. said nothing at the no end. No news. And yet you are like, why are they bringing me into this? It's like, oh, you literally. alone. Could you imagine if I was like, oh my God, Jessica, I saw Tim cheating on you. And then you're like, what happened? And I was like, okay, so there was there was this other situation of these people, uh, and they let me be aware of. You're like, what are you talking <laughs> what about? What is it? What, what do you know? What do you know? Please, I know that God, there is give a, us specific. There is a feeling. There's a vibe. We all know it specifically. Like. There was like an energy that if you saw it, no, I mean this. Look, and we talked about it before, like. This woman is doing a thing which has been done many times before, but she is has entered the fray and she is not exiting anytime soon. She is remaining in the headlines. We're talking about her every week. She has a new like drop every week. She is working from, if anything, a great Kris Jenner playbook of relevance and attached herself to this couple and is dredging up like potentially like ghosts from you know so long ago yes. um and it's not that it's not interesting or relevant but it must be acknowledged for what it is which is like really dredging up old ass shit and skeletons from their closets if it's true and it's tough because it's like but it doesn't so, yeah. seem to be true now that like now that you hear the specifics which are like this person I can't name said a thing was happening and I knew what it was. You're like, what? That's I guess you know how to not get sued. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just the whole it's it's a strange. She's doing a very calculated, strange dance. And like, I am curious what the end goal well is? the end goal is that she was walking out of a restaurant with her uh i guess her boyfriend or husband i think husband and she was in woodland hills walking out of a restaurant tmz is like tell us all your thoughts about courtney and she <laughs> says my family is broken because of this family and now my kids and i are alienated from each other <gasps> because of another sister in the family so yay for me Whoa. So yay Shanna. for me. Yay for me. Are you on MySpace? What are you talking about? Like, are you a teen girl? What? Are you on Thanks for destroying my family twice. That's what she oh says. Oh my God. I don't care about Travis and Courtney, but um, thanks for destroying my family. Okay, bye. I don't want to be a part of this. Bye. And you're like, destroying also, like You've been divorced for so long. Dis they've been divorced for so long. She is the only one talking about it. Neither Travis or Courtney has has given this any credence, has acknowledged it at all. Like she is the only one pushing this narrative. Um, and it's really tough. I mean, obviously, this is a person who is really embittered and really resentful. And like, you know, w whatever is true about the past, she does not. Uh, want this relationship to work or for I him mean, to be happy the biggest mistake she's making is why don't you have a product to sell while you're I doing know. this well, that's why i'm like what is she is she trying to get a reality show like i'm just like yeah what are you peddling yeah uh, there, it, there's no name to be cleared like that's your long time 
X. Like just like, make a t-shirt or something at least. What are we supposed to buy? Like, I don't need to buy you just having something to say every yeah, week. Yeah, if you even just about made something t- from 10 years ago. Just you know? make a t-shirt that says my ex is fucking your Kardashian. So many of us would buy it. Oh, I would definitely buy that. My ex is fucking a Kardashian. That's fun. See, we would help her out. Yeah, girl. But I'm sure she, you know, I'm sure she'll keep inserting herself and we will, you know, uh, I, the thing I do feel very badly for and that like, you know, they have an unnamed source says this is it's like, I it's I, I don't like this re- response all the time, but it's like there's a whole bunch of kids. There's yeah. a whole fucking swath of kids. And but it's the same reason it would be such a bummer. If Scott was out there shit talking them as a couple, you know, like, well, I think, of that's course, the that's the point. Like her kids don't talk to her and it's because of stuff like this. Yes. You can tell that this is like yeah. actually has like uncorked a thing that is obviously <sighs> going on in that family and that she has now like recourse in her mind in a way I think it all stems from just like name clearing you know what I mean yeah or she thinks she's being painted a certain way in the press and it's like honey you are painting yourself no one remembered you no one she I forgot like that so she didn't like that yeah um no one so, likes to be forgotten I mean anyone who goes on a reality show like however long ago however many seasons it lasted ultimately like wanted yes. something fame wise you know and like was willing to pedal Travis included I mean was why? willing to pedal a piece of their li- real life and privacy for fame That's exactly why I tried out for the real world twice I tried out once God, I wanted it so bad, Marcy. I, I, I at least like got the thing where you get called into another room and producers oh, interview cool. you. So that's better than I did. I was in and out. And then I think a producer <laughs> called me later on the phone and interviewed me. Oh my God. You, it sounds like you got close. My roommate at the time got very close because then later they were going to hire her to be a correspondent for Voodoo Fest. Oh, fun. But she had really bad acne, so they didn't say anything. And she's like, I think they didn't want me because of my acne. Oh, no. Sad. It was sad. It's okay. She's doing fine. She's, she's little- fine. Wait, no, so no one should go in the real world. That's for that. That's a, that's like now I'm so old that they all look like children and it looks like child abuse. Um, that uh. They let them drink as much as they do. I need to get more water. Can we take a little Let's break? Let's take a little break. Okay. okay. Let's do this. Recap. Wow. Recap. So they, I didn't get the episode title. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, it's called Keeping Up with the Kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Short, sweet. Not short, but you know. Yeah. Make it easy on yourself, guys. Don't try too hard. Yeah. Go the card go the keeping up with route. Um <laughs> so we have three storylines. We got uh Chloe's moving to a new house. So mm-hmm. Tristan wants her to live with him in the meantime. We got, uh, should we let the kids know about our show? Mm-hmm. And then we got, everyone's too negative, don't you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> it seems I like that everyone's to too negative storyline was birthed out of, it was going to just be a fight with Courtney. And yeah. she was like, and she was like, no, I'm not doing this. Absolutely. I feel like that that was an entirely, like, Courtney directed storyline. Yeah. Oh God. I almost um, want to start with it though. Yeah, let's start with it. Um, so 
We're at the Malibu house. Chloe's hanging out in some who knows what kind of a room. Mm-hmm. Chris comes in screaming about the construction next door. And Chloe does the most annoying thing. She's like, Shh, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It is so patronizing. Also, I could not have sided more with Chris. You and Trish know I cannot stop complaining about the construction going on. Uh, a street over they're building a very big building and I hear it all day like it's it's a huge it's like scaffolding and beams and like hammers and saws and it is all day and like that shit is mania inducing yeah and at a fucking insane Malibu mansion you bet your ass I would lose it that's just because they're used to living in homes that are so far away from their neighbors yes they don't have they haven't had neighbors in years yeah like their neighbors concept of neighbors yeah their neighbors are like acres and acres away from their home so you can't and it's behind walls and shrubbery so like they are not used to especially Kris Jenner she's like please oh my god Chloe you don't understand I'm not used to being inconvenienced (laughs) But it is this weird thing that they try to paint as like, yeah, Chris, you know, harps on the negative, you know, and we get our first little breadcrumb of what they're going to try to shape together. What? What? This negativity storyline. This quote from Chris, though, made me laugh so much. I'm trying to think of the glass as half full, but sometimes someone's drinking my fucking lemonade. Okay, Chris. Chris. <laughs> good okay. line. Someone's drinking my fucking lemonade. I like it. So it can't I'm be half her. full. It's empty. It's not her it's fault. Someone else is in that cup. <laughs> then we get Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. The sisters are hanging out. They're first they're chatting about they get this exchange is insane. They're asking what's everyone's favorite birth year? I think Chloe does icebreakers. Like, I think she's read a book yeah. of icebreakers because she, I think. Oh, that's, I think you're right. Because I think their lives are so far apart now that when she has yeah. to start a scene, she yeah. just is doing icebreakers for the chuff up top, you know? I think you're right. And, and then <laughs> Kim says 10. Yes. <laughs> Which is totally reasonable. And she's like, I had a great party. But and Chloe's like, I didn't mean the party, I meant the whole year. And Courtney's like, it could be now, your best year could be now. And then she starts laughing because she realizes it's a pandemic and Kim is going through a divorce. (laughs) But the way Courtney's face, I was like, she just when she is a dick, she laughs, or like when she's uncomfortable. And she goes, oh, I don't think it is. <laughs> I was like, that is meaning this year. And it's like, you bitch. Like, also, in the context of the rest of the scene, to like for her to be so upset with Kim later in the scene, and she also behaves this way. Oh, my God. I was just like, this is so rough. Being like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> and then we get into a really fascinating and what felt like very real exchange mm-hmm. About one of Kim's nannies on a trip, as I understood it, uh, that had an interaction, an altercation of sorts, yes. verbal altercation with Courtney. And Courtney brings it up. Yes. Like wants to know, you know, yeah. what Kim's take is on it. Yeah. What? Are, yeah. Did you ask? Did you talk to the nanny? And Kim's like, yeah, she was crying and she thought she was going to lose her job. Uh, and so it sounds like the disagreement started with. A few weeks ago, or weeks before this incident, 
the nanny was also with Courtney's kids in Iowa. Mm. And that apparently the nanny told Rain that he would go to jail if he talked in the car. <laughs> so Rain told this to Courtney because Rain told Courtney like, oh, you can't talk in the car. You'll go to jail. And I guess found out that that was untrue. So he wanted Courtney to confront the nanny because he like really likes to see me confront people, which is such a weird, really weird. weird. That I found like the weirdest thing that she believes that Rain wants her to have his back quote mm-hmm. and confront people. And yeah, she's like, so he'll always come to me and be like, you know, Penelope said this, go talk, say something to her. And like basically uses her, you know, as like, yeah, I guess kind of to go sort out his issues. It's called people. a tattletale. That's what we used yes, to call that. Yes, that's a little tattletale. That's that exactly a tattletale. And granted, yes, you want your child to tell you anything, but then to be like, now go confront her. You're like, what? Is this the real housewives? I'm sorry. No. It's so weird. Because I don't think yeah. you should teach your kids that you confront people in a group. No. Absolutely not. Never going to be productive. that's what Kim was trying to say. Yeah. Is that the confrontation happened in front of people and that it like was not how you have that. It's okay to have a disagreement. Yeah. And that like, whatever it's totally okay to have the conversation, but that like, it shouldn't be in front of people for the sake of a child to, to call out someone who is an employee. That seems, I don't know, unless they did something that was truly abusive and like, you needed to yeah. set a precedent, but I can already tell you what ha- was happening. Cause I saw rain in some other scenes. Rain yes. was screaming and she said, you have to be quiet in the car. And I bet he said something. And gr- this is just me writing the scene where he was like, why will I go to jail? And she's like, yes, you'll go to jail. You will go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're right. Because it's dangerous or something. I bet she said something on the lines of it's dangerous or we could get pulled over or blah, 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 yes, blah. Yes, I bet you're right. That's totally because it. Yeah, it would be a crazy thing for any adult. The nannies, the, the like rounds and rounds of interviews and the skill level that I'm sure these nannies have to be held to. Although maybe sometimes you do tell a kid or a monster will get them. You never know. Like sometimes it's like if you're not. You get tired enough taking care. You better believe it. Now surely my parents did tell me that if I did things that the booger man was going to come get me. (laughs) Booger man. The booger man's going to come get you. (laughs) Booger man. So I mean that was always a part of my childhood to be concerned about the booger man. I mean, who wouldn't be? So so she tells Kit Courtney that the nanny felt degraded by her. Yeah. And that she had told her to keep her voice down. And Courtney immediately goes, Oh my god, she's lying. Yeah. But then Courtney's response is huge. What's interesting about this, did you see Courtney tell on herself later? How you say? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So she was like, past even pa- even Chad, the a pastor oh, yes, I know was shocked, and it's like, she, and then Courtney says this is a quote: "She was the one yelling. That was like why I was like, lower your voice." Yes, you she just said, told she us, said it. You just said that you didn't say it, and now you're telling us why you said it. So oh. this is why it's going to be hard to believe Courtney in this scene. I know, she's comes across really rough and we also know she's tough on her staff yes. and the people that work for her and it's and, she, and then of course I mean you can tell Kim, and so Kim is like I just you know says that she thinks it should have been in private and that she is not gonna fire her yeah and and, and it, Courtney goes the, if you think she works for you that's great she would never work for me 
Yeah, with the way that she acts. And, oh, well, then she goes on to say that the nanny told Rain, she's like, boy, you're a liar. And she did it in a way that I was like, I feel like she shouldn't be trying to change her voice in this way. Something about it hit me wrong, and I don't know why. I have I some mean, feelings about why I think it might be, but uh, I mean, it's a t- it's such a tough thing because it's like uh, you know, I, I it's your children. I'm sure it's you want to you know you have a lot of opinions about how nannies behave with your children, but it is ultimately this conversation of very 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 rich, famous, powerful women talking about you know like their service staff in this way that is really tough you know i have a theory about why it even came up and i'm just coming up with it now so take it with a grain of salt but courtney brought this up on camera courtney initiated this conversation yeah i believe courtney thought she was so in the right that she was gonna make kim look bad if she didn't agree to fire her and and not understanding that these people you're talking about are from a totally different class of society and you're trying to control whether or not they have employment. Like, I don't think she understands what she's doing in this moment. And that Kim is like, you're not going to get me on camera talking shit about an employee, talking about the job security of an employee because it makes every single other person who works for me think that you have a say in what's going on and you don't. And I want, and Kim even says, I like to keep my staff around for a long time. Yes. I thought that was so huge. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's pretty tough because we already have seen Courtney's, uh, kind of unbelievable lack of empathy and perspective with the whole storyline around her staff. Yeah. And the pandemic and childcare and being pissed that one of her employees wouldn't, couldn't find childcare to come to an impromptu like hang. And we, and she was so insanely out of touch and dismissive and honestly with even more hindsight pretty cruel yeah. and classist yeah. and kind of a fucking nightmare yeah. and it's like this is another one of these moments where it's like look if this woman was treated her child poorly of course yes. you know but it's like the way she's talking about it the way she's talking to, to Kim about it is just astonishingly also, out of touch Kim never speaks of her nannies on camera but Courtney has multiple times remember when yes. Courtney's nanny got bitten or slapped by Penelope yes slapped yes oh bit I can't remember yeah so Kim is like you know I like to keep my staff for a long time and Courtney says that's fine but she will never be around my kids which is like such a threat because their kids hang out so much so she's yes. like yes insane she's like kevin goes courtney you can't even keep a nanny which we know is true and that is so fucking good you cannot fuck with kim yes oh my god it's fully iconic line it is to me on it's like in the category of you're the least interesting to look at like she fucking lives for cutting down courtney sometimes in this way that is so like she throws that at her knowing how angry it will make her i gotta say though kim never starts the fights as far as i can tell maybe i'm wrong but like even like the physical fight i felt like that wasn't kim's starting it their energy 
you can tell there is still just so much still that yeah. has, that is unresolved yeah. about like the last couple years. So to the you can't even keep a nanny, Courtney tells her to shut the fuck up and walk away. Oh, she's mad. And then she's like, Kim, look in the mirror. Kim's I very good clap back. I do every five minutes. <laughs> and she feels so proud of it, Jess. It's She's so early a moment. I do. Kim is feeling herself in this entire exchange, and I can't blame her. Yeah. So, so and Chloe says nothing. Chloe is well. Chloe is also in the scene. Yes, <laughs> believe it Just or not. Just kind of like pursing her lips and like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after she goes off on Kim, she's like, or after she goes off, Kim's like, look, I know I was hurtful. Uh, I shouldn't have said that, but I just, I believe both of them. I, I just think that Courtney has a habit of treating people a certain way. And Chloe's like, I'm going to go check on her. Kim's like, will you have my back? And Chloe's like, no, I'm not going to have your back. I don't want to have anyone's back. And you can tell Kim is pissed. Yes. <laughs> Such a funny ass. Oh, And then we find Courtney's crying, you know, very yes. Courtney, you know, she's, she gets really mad and then she is a lot more emotional in these exchanges than the, than the other sisters tend to be. And she is like, you know, how could you treat your family like that? And, you know, portraying me in this way, that's not true. And that, you know, and she then kicks in to this negativity conversation. And she's like, it's about this constant negativity. It's not the energy I need to be around always, you know, with this energy, with this energy. And it's, fascinating because it's like i mean as the storyline goes on it's just so interesting to me that the the few few tools that this family has to talk about emotions communication even and communication and family history and like they don't have the language yeah so they just use these giant umbrella the umbrella term of negativity and is fascinating also courtney only recognizes negativity when it's being done to her she never understands that she is coming in with it yes like exactly like because granted look i understand that you want your sibling to back you up especially when it comes to your kids yeah uh so to have Kim so clearly not do it, I am sure that infuriated Courtney to be like, you're going to believe uh, someone outside of the family over me. And then yeah. for Kim to be like, yeah, it's because you treat everyone like shit. And then she's like, I'm already insecure about that. Yes. But instead of being able to be like, like she brought up a thing, asked her sister's opinion. Kim shared her opinion and was honest. And instead of being like, hey, that really hurts my feelings. Like, do you feel that way about me? Or having what would probably be like the healthy exchange about that. It's like she screamed back at Kim and was the first one to flip. And then fuck you. Yeah. Yes. And then then she's in this other room being like the negativity. How could you treat your family that way? And it's like she is the instigator oftentimes and is just so unable. She still has so few tools to communicate her emotions, you know? I think because Kim, a lot of the way that Kim fights is infuriating because she won't respond emotionally. No. So she's almost like gaslighting Courtney a little bit to be like, why are you being like this? However, we just can never forget Courtney on a private jet being like, ugh, I need to yell at my assistants because they always pack multiple of the same lip liners. I mean, ugh. You just can't do anything. 
<laughs> and it's like, I imagine, you know, like they're so with any of these kinds of pieces of their lives when it comes up, like they're we're getting the little tiniest tip of the iceberg, you know, like this is probably clearly about a long standing issue about how Kim feels Courtney manages everything, manages her staff, manages her nannies, and that because of their fame and their inter interconnectedness, what they do individually affects all of them. And that, like, if Courtney is a shitty famous person who is shitty to her staff, that that reflects on Kim, which is all she cares about, you know? Well, and I think just, like, on, like, a personal level, they, like... Kim treats her family worse than anyone else, which I think is normal for most of us, at least. I, Well, I guess there's like two kinds of people, maybe. Maybe there's more than two. I don't know. But like Kim is like, my attitude is reserved for you people. I will never be cruel to someone else. And I feel like I'm the same way where I'm like, I will treat my family like utter garbage. I will look a waitress in the eye and make sure I overtip. <laughs> like, that is just how I am. Like, because we get to be bad to each other, but I'm not, yes. but no one else signed up for this, you know, kind right. of thing. And I, I, I think it is just like, you can feel these moments just like the, you're the least interesting to look at scene. It's like, there are these moments where it's like, I do think that when Kim is that cutting, which is shitty, it is about, again, everything reads back to their lack of communication. It's like she is cut. It, it is not singular to that moment. Yes. It is a long standing, long simmering. And it is like the cork popping off moment that we're seeing. And I think Courtney wants to believe that her take is family over everything. Yes. But I don't think she really enacts family over everything. I think she wants it yes. really badly emotionally and doesn't know how to ask for the things she needs emotionally from the people she yeah. loves. And so she has created this entire universe of like energies and negativity and who's negative with her and who's not versus like Kim doesn't really hear me emotionally. And that's really painful because I love her. Or yeah. Like, you know, she just is not in that space. Yeah. Like she doesn't have that language. And it's really, it really makes me sad. Like, it's, like it, it's sad to see. And a lot of people don't have that. It's yeah. not to shame. You know, that's complicated emotional language. But it's so intense to see, like, these very grown women with who who clearly love and respect and care about each other so deeply not be able to, you know, give themselves the tools also, to deal with their emotions. I think the, like, real issue here is that two things can be true at once. Courtney, you can be a bitch and my nanny could have been out of line. Yes. Like, Courtney, you can want me to be on your side and also be mean to me. And Kim can also be, like, really mean to you unnecessarily and your acting. Like, you know, all these things can be true at once. It's, yes, I think it is just about, like, they believe in a kind of, like, emotional singularity, you know, all the time. You're either, like, by default, the I idea of positive and do, negative. Though, right? Don't you, you know? Almost everyone does. Yes, I think everyone is the reason people cling to the idea of bad or good. Yeah. You know, positive or negative. But male, female, like binaries make people feel good in the world because you it's a switch flip up or down. And yeah. that is so much easier to grasp intellectually and emotionally than like 
no, that's like a gray per- gray area of a person. Yeah. It's a really wonderful person who's done something really bad. That's an amazing artist who's a pedophile. Like, that's, you know, we like. Just. I mean, there's a lot of them. Like, we don't like that. That, like, that we get like a cognitive dissonance in that space. And because of that, we deny. We deny that anything bad could have happened. Right. And we would rather this in our lives personally. It's why we're talking about it. (laughs) It's like we would rather gaslight and make people believe it couldn't be possible that you know than to be like someone I love did something bad. And I yes, still love and I feel complicated about it. And yeah. I, you know, and, and so it's just, it's so fast. That's also, why the storyline is fascinating. But to if me. you think about it, our culture demands that we do that. Like mm-hmm. with the whole like uh, <laughs> cancel clause of yes. <laughs> society to be like, if you don't also push this person away and denounce them and never appear with them in a movie or stop being friends with them, then you are also bad. And it's like, that's, I mean, bad guys are allowed to have family and friends. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just about like, it's, I understand the simplicity of believing in, in that, of, of believing the world functions that way. And, and that's how people, how whatever people need to do to like get through this life. I get it. Yeah. But it is, I think a tragedy, you know, to not open yourself up to the concept of like complicated people, you uh, know? Also, I will say this on a grander scale when people are like, your silence speaks volumes. Sometimes, I mean, specifically when it is about a person in someone else's life, their silence is also saying that I'm not supporting, like, you know? Yeah. But I yeah. mean, I've also been the same kind of person. It's like, you should speak out, like, you know, but it, it is, uh, it's, I don't know. All these things can be true at once. Okay. So we're at Courtney's house. Kim comes to apologize. She's like, I just want to say that I'm sorry. And Courtney immediately is like, are you just like making a bunch of stuff up or like, <laughs> You know, you actually think that I'm like degrading nannies or you're just like spewing bullshit to piss me off. I was like, I have never met an apology like that. I know. I loved this exchange. Yeah. I loved this exchange. But I was like, the nerve of her to talk about people bringing negativity into the situation. I know. (laughs) I know. That's the thing is it's like she does not include herself. Because she's she doing the no opposite culpability. of what she's doing the opposite of what people tell you to do in therapy. She's like, I feel this way when yes. you. She's like, you're spewing. Are you just trying to spew bullshit? It's like, no, no. Like I, when you, when I hear these things said, it makes me feel like I don't have an out. That's what you mean. Yes, but you're yes. spewing bullshit. <laughs> spewing bullshit is just like an insane concept. And it's then, like. Oh my god! Kim just smiles at her like the Cheshire cat and says, "I guess I'm just trying to piss you off." <laughs> Kim is a delight. Oh, oh she makes. And me then laugh. Courtney's like, "Look, I get it, Kim. I used to do that." And Kim's like, "Yeah, I learned it from you." And she's like, "They're like, great. We we need to work on it." Uh, and then in her confessional, Courtney's like, "Kim says things just to be hurtful, and I do too sometimes." Kim's face that whole scene was telling so much too. Like Kim had like I know. A real, oh my god. A real, she like, had like it was a real energy tight of like I'm lipped, doing this. 
Yeah, but she had an energy. It was an energy. Yes, I, it was like I'm doing this, and I do stand behind my apology. But fundamentally, like this is about a larger thing. Yes, you know, of which I don't feel that about. But it's very yeah. They at least you know smooth it over, and Kim's like, well, fights are our thing. Yes. <laughs> so and we have Courtney, Courtney, Chloe, and Scott. And the top of the scene was so funny to me. She just. Courtney screams, ow, I had a sharp pain literally in my vagina. And Scott goes, have you ever had anything like that before? (laughs) He's so concerned. She's like, no. And I was like, why? (laughs) Although I get it. I've had it before, too. I'm like, ow, why does my vagina just hurt all of a sudden? (laughs) Sharp pain in your vagina is so funny. I've had the exact, I relate it so hard to that moment because I've had the thing she's talking about. I don't know what it is either. Just like, ah. Um, they're talking about negativity and, and the, yeah, it's, it's so rough. It's these like rough conversations. Like, and, and Courtney's trying to say that it's like, it's about talking to people in this tone of like, you should know, you should know better, which is again, like the, what she's talking about is feeling condescended to yeah, of feeling dismissed of not being heard. These are the things she's talking about. Yeah. It's, but she can't frame it up. Well, I said uh, it to you over dinner uh, over the weekend where I was like, we expect people to be just as smart and articulate sometimes like not yeah. uh, just us, but any of us. And we're yeah. like, why didn't you know not to do that? Cause I've heard plenty of people in my life say that it's like, well, because you're talking to someone who's, maybe not putting any thought into what they're doing. So nope. it truly didn't cross their minds. Like there wasn't a calculated move whenever no, they said the sentence. Choice. Yeah. And that in fact, I'm sure in this conversation and storyline, they were pushing themselves to use their most like thoughtful, articulate language yeah. and understanding of these concepts. And that's why it's like, I don't want to shame it. Like it's stupidity. Cause I don't see it that way either. I think it's just about like, it, it's a big luxury to be able to learn and spend time understanding emotional language, you know, and it is, it's not how lots of people grow up. And it's also, if you didn't grow up with it, then it's a tool you have to build and you have to oftentimes pay money and go to therapy. And it's like, it's just a, it's, it's a skill. And so it's not about being like smart or dumb as much as just like having you're being open to your brain, you know, thinking of things in a certain way. And I do just think there are there. people who can't even think of it, though. I do think, I think there are right. people who are. I don't think everyone can learn it. Yes. Right. Like, like I, I don't think, think even if you explained it a hundred times to Teresa no. on Real Houses in New Jersey, <laughs> she does not understand. A she monster. does not understand. She barely understands no. what she's saying. Like, like she's not even listening. And yeah. it's not it's not worth it couldn't be a bigger waste. So of time. I would love to say that everyone could be smart enough to understand, but that's not possible. No, for I, some. I, I <laughs> do completely agree with you. Um, so they decided to do a negativity jar Ugh. and then they are like, look, it might stem from mom a little bit, but let's not make this about her. Let's approach it as a group so that she doesn't feel singled out. That's what this was a mission statement of what they were going to do. Right. So keep that in your mind. Then at the end of the scene, I was like, P- Penelope's PR team is working overtime now. They are trying to clean up her image. They're talking about how she's just like a sweet little old lady. She's like packing for Mason. She's like, you just lay there, Mason. And I'll I'll pack your clothes. And I was like, well, you know what you're trying to do? You're trying to make the nanny beater look right. good. <laughs> right. He's like terror children. <laughs> oh, God. In this episode, it is so clear how wild Courtney and Scott's kids are compared to Kim's. Wow. Really? It's really 
wild. I, I when we gr- get to it, it's nuts. And, you know, it's not like a direct reflection because some of the nicest people I know have kids that are just Absolutely. untamed hellions. Absolutely. And I was taught so, like, nothing was more important to my parents than us behaving in front of other people. So, yeah, like, it had same. huge consequences. Yeah. Uh, or <laughs> I just remember, like, being in church as a little kid. And then after church being like, was I good? And my mom was like, no, you were terrible. <laughs> I was like, why? Was because I, I crawled under all of the pews to the front of the church. I don't think that was that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's cute. What a cute visual. I'm adorable. Everyone saw my panties. <laughs> I think it's so sweet. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, was mom. I, was I good? No. Was I good? <laughs> Just the re- that tone of voice I hear. My God, no. no. You're terrible. Um, so so they, Chloe brings out the old negativity jar. I just, I don't, we don't spend a lot of time on their outfits in general on the show because they're all just, it would be a whole podcast to talk about like the way that they dress, but I have to talk <laughs> about Kim's outfit. She has this like side strappy kind of like bandeau like sports bra sort of top and then these matching sleeves and it was like a little space outfit i was laughing so hard at the idea of just lounging on a couch wearing yeah i mean they wear the most insane clothes to me i don't understand their fashion like the kardashian fashion has like evolved past me in my brain at this point but it was one where i like they're all wearing like boot cut like shiny leather pants well, and I like don't understand anything that's happening. I'm glad you wise. brought it up because this is also another moment of Courtney being a hypocrite because she's like, wow, you're dressed really sexy. And Kim's like, yeah, I just figured I wouldn't get a chance to wear this. She's like, let me take a, like she's trying to pretend to be nice, but it was a, she diverted a negative comment yes. where she was going to be like, why are you wearing that? And she was like, I'll take a picture of you later. I love it. I mean, and then <laughs> later in the scene, she was like, you know, we just like come in and be like, why is your hair that way? Why? Like Courtney, that is what you just did. You do that. You, you do, do that. that. Also. I mean, it's Kim, not that Kim doesn't Kim do does it. it a lot. Kim does it. Kim a lot. is famously the worst. Remember Kim walks into Japan- people's homes to do it. She, she takes she, time out of her day to cross the fucking street and tell people what they're doing. Wrong. Drive to Malibu and like clown on Caitlin. Or remember in, in fucking Japan, when she told them they look like clowns, she told them they look like clowns and that they like were fucking up her whole like style vision basically for the trip. I mean, her husband called her to tell her that (laughs) I want to rewatch that. And their outfits were in. Yeah, it did seem like almost offensive to the way they were dressed. Like, like what is, what is your understanding of Japan? So your place in it. (laughs) So the remember the whole point of this scene was to not single out Chris and Courtney immediate says, and guess where we learned it from? I was like, Courtney coming right down on mom, letting her know quick. This is the problem with Courtney. I think she does not realize she does this. And then when she watches it later, she thinks that is an unfair portrayal. Yeah, I think so too. I think she might be like, the person on the show with the least self-awareness. And I actually think it's why she and Scott wouldn't make a good couple anymore. Cause I actually think that Scott has a tremendous amount of self-awareness and that he's like worked very hard on and a lot of like vulnerability 
and I think a lot more of an evolved emotional outlook and language than yeah. Courtney. And like, I actually think they're very out, like mismatched now. I also think like a symptom of, of, or like this is a symptom of their breakup that when they were together, she had to be so bottled up in so many ways because mm-hmm. she was worried about making their situation seem worse than it already was. But now that she's single, it's like she doesn't have to police anyone else. And so in a way, she's also letting herself run wild. Yeah. And so it is unfiltered Courtney and having no one else to check. And so she's just not. Yeah. She's not thinking of it. That's a really big part of like um, an unhealthy, you know, codependent relationship with an addict or an alcoholic. And it's very common that you have constantly this other person to always point at and look at as as doing it wrong not living up to standards that you have a reason to not have to work on yourself you are by default the better together person which is not how it works but that's why that like uh codependent addiction relationship is so toxic for so long because if you are not the addict you don't work on yourself yeah and you have a great reason not to. And you and get to be an authority on everything and how to live your life. And it's such a also, long time. It's so it's so damaging to your own ability to grow. While she's going to therapy, she's only talking about other people. She's never talking about her behavior. No. Oh, no. my God. Oh, what a fascinating so person. Just as we close out this storyline, we spend a lot of time. I apologize. I so that's why I got to do it first, because sometimes we rush the no, important thing. No, yes, you're thing. right. You, you made the right call. But People Magazine had an article this week that the... The headline is Courtney Kardashian's quote approach to the kids nannies is different than sisters Kim and Chloe source <laughs> different and the quote here is this isn't people remember people is a direct line so yes and a the gold standard authority wise like if it's in people it is fact so or at least it's coming from Kim <laughs> yes yes so it might not be fact but it may right. be definitely it is coming. approved by the celebrity that's that planted it so both this is the quote both Kim and Chloe treat their nannies like family the source says kim has several nannies that keep the that help with her kids and they have worked for her family for a while chloe has also held on to a nanny for true that she treats well but courtney's approach to the kids nannies is different that's the end of it (laughs) that's the end (laughs) okay again well i take it back silence is violence you're right they're right silence is violence because that was violent oh that's funny oh my god that's funny god sorry courtney you gotta someone's publicist is uh, on a next level and i think i know who oh gosh okay so which storyline romulus good job (laughs) good job with that that's a big slam dunk um, so that's it. They have a negativity jar and, you know, Chris decides she also will be a more positive and then asks if there's a positivity jar. That's it. Enough. Um, maybe the house stuff. Okay. Okay. So we start the whole show off going to look at Chloe's new house that is right across mm-hmm. from Chris's house. Yep. We got Malika Khadijah, who is pregnant. Yes. Um, and they're visiting. It's like very early construction, or well, I don't know how no, early, the, but it's they, beams, it's woods, it's it's the not inside here. is doesn't have the 
like the drywall up yet but at least like the outside is pretty much yeah the outside uh and it's it's being constructed and it is uh chloe's dream house and so this this had been a news story recently that she and chris bought these lots next to each other to build their houses from scratch on where are they i wonder it's in Hidden Hills. It's that's you know they just bop around Hidden Hills yeah. in that same development, and so it's I can't even believe there still could be empty lots up there. But it's you know it's, well it's hidden the, in the hills, I guess. So it's hidden in the hills. Well, that's what's the funniest part about the Hidden Hills thing. And I said this when I like took that drive up there to try and go in and see their houses. It, it it does go up into the hills, but the entrance is on. It's like on the 101. It is so weird to me that celebrities like love it so much. Like I'm sure when you get inside, but it is so not hidden. It is literally like you well, can maybe see it's it from the 101. Maybe they can jump on the 101 immediately. Yes, I think that that's yeah. why. It's like it just they don't have to convenient. drive through a town for 20 minutes before. No, it's yeah. the exit. Like the 101 on ramp is basically like the entrance to Hidden Hills. It's basically, like a little and you have to go through a gate to get off the on. Yes, off. and you can. <laughs> not getting otherwise. I tried. Um, oh, you know I tried. I found a few things funny. She's like walking through the house and she calls the primary the master's quarters, which I was like, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that Especially anymore. quarters. The master's quarters. You couldn't talk any more slave talk than that. Oh, <laughs> like It was rough. It wasn't even the master's suite. She called it the master's, the master's quarters. quarters. <laughs> but to say this, the primary wing was fucking huge, Jess. Oh, my God. I don't know. Like I grew up in construction sites, so when I see them, I underst- I like really can conceptualize them. Mm. So I'm just not sure if ever. I'm sure you could tell it was big, but to see I like couldn't. the closet, I was like, oh my god, that closet's the size of my fucking house. Oh my god, it's so. I mean, literally, we learned there's first of all any home. Here's a quick fact: any home that has a room described as a great room. <laughs> is enormous if you have a great room in your home which chloe shows them that's a fucking giant house i guarantee you and we learned there's also of course the glam room that's no surprise but then i believe she also says there's an elevator well because there's the basement and the kids are on the top floor yes so there's an elevator I mean, this house is really something. Yeah. And and it's sort of she I wasn't very clear. It sounded like with her old house. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. Like why she decided to because she, she basically says, I thought it would be really special to build my dream home. And I yes. was like, yeah, I think most people would think that is special. Yeah. Also, Chloe. But <laughs> let me tell you, Malika said something that made me LOL, 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 LOL. She said, <laughs> So wait, this is the first home that you're building from the ground up? Ugh, I just got chills. <laughs> what? I, look. Okay. If Look, if either one of us said that to the other one, because we've been here, you know, and I get it. She's been there from the beginning. But these are people who've owned dozens of homes already. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, like, my God. I was like, I guess when you're ugh. that rich, you just need like a new bar over and over again. Of I got, like, chill- oh, I got like, chills over how much money you have. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, your wealth. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, oh my God. Chills. It was, it was so intense. I was like, oh yeah, that she it's this is not a moving on up. This is not like I finally made it, which we do get a very funny flashback of later in the episode when they would discuss it. But um 
this is like yeah you're already living in like in extreme lavish wealth and you're moving into more wealth yeah. like this is such a funny thing to be like treating a, on this big emotional oh, level gosh. but you know we know it's also has a lot more to do with like Tristan and babies uh, and you know that's where Chloe's entire brain is so I'm sure that's more what they mean but it is like yeah okay so then we have they're at Chloe's you know soon to be old house and we've got friend of the show Savas I don't know if that's how you say it Savas yeah, no one ever um, says his name out loud so it's really yes. hard to know Savas <laughs> who's Tristan's buddy who we remember he drove. famously drove her to <laughs> the hospital when she went into labor on yeah. the fucking probably worst day of her life when a cheating scandal was unfolding. I mean, I think he's her new Rob. Yes, I agree. I think he's real and good for him. He got right in there. Um, he and even she's looks talking a bit about, like Rob. <laughs> you know, and he's there, and Chloe's talking about the new house being built and, you know, saying that, you know, it's supposed to be done in April, which would have been this past April. And he's like, I think it'll take longer. He's right. <laughs> Just, and it's like, yeah, it'll take longer. He's right. Yeah. And she's talking about how it's bittersweet to be selling the current house, you know. Because she's not in that house yet, right? No, and no. it's almost June, so yes. he was very right. Good on yes, you, Savas. Absolutely, good on they're you. They're probably Savas. changing stuff or ordering things that take forever. And also, like, yes. oh my gosh, uh, right now there's a lumber shortage. Lumber oh, is yeah. so like, fucking expensive right now. It's like getting gold. So of yeah, there's it. I'm that. sure a lot of stuff is going on, but uh, yeah. So they have to move in a couple weeks because someone has bought this house and they're like, Woo! get the fuck out. And she's like, yeah. all right, you paid enough money. I will move. You got to go. Even if you're Khloe Kardashian, because she basically had intended to kind of have this nice slow retreat from the current house. And we learned that this is, you know, and this is the house that she um, it, the house is in escrow. And so it's happening very, very fast. I think escrow's 30 days. Right. Uh, well, generally. But you can ask for different like that that's what it seems like they asked for her to leave in 30 in, in two see, weeks yes. okay. that's the in difference here so she doesn't have time they were like the condition of the the offer was and you have to be out in a few weeks so yes uh so tristan starts very casually very coolly very subtly just he walks away to start planning how he can make his house more like her house and yes. he is taking pictures of the dumbest shit i have ever he took a picture of a paper towel holder he's like this will look really nice in my house i was like what so... you are so bad at your job tristan this is i was gonna say this is clearly like a producer construct i mean they're all constructed storylines in a lot of ways but it's like this i was like Tristan you gotta you gotta work this is not how we do this on no. this show okay talk like you to mumbling. Malika Malika will show you how to do this she's very good at this you're mumbling walking through the house no that's looking not how this goes like weird old bunched up shorts and stuff uh I was like this is not interesting to me and then he's like outside taking pictures of her pergola 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 there we go he's taking pictures of her pergola and then she's like what are you doing he's like there's a chip up there that alexa needs to fix like you're talking about a chip from a house she just sold fuck off no we're not fixing a chip and also it's a bad just a bad lie anyway but this scene ended with a very funny little line that was insane where Savas says he won't miss the plants in her backyard. And Chloe is, I think, rightfully confused. And he goes, 
you got too much bugs too much (laughs) you got too much bees she's like i'm putting a lot of plants in my new house i'm just sorry but there are too much bugs and too much bees here (laughs) too much you got too much bugs Uh, oh got too much uh so we're at chloe's house again it's her last day she's she's found a rental home she's clearing everything out and she's like, you know, missing her home, saying, I, I feel like I bought the, I, I feel like I've built this amazing fortress. And I was like, what a, what a word to use. What a telling emotional word. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same. And we learned that this is the first house she bought on her own. Yeah. So, it, you know, we knew that she had the big Lamar mansion and this was post-divorce, the house that she bought. I mean, it's um, so cool to be like, I bought this house on my own from the settlement of my last divorce, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's fine. But, you know, she earned it's, it. She put up a lot. She kept him alive. So she didn't yeah. earn it. She I think earned she earned, it. Yeah, yeah, she earned sure. that Lamar money. Uh, and then we are at Tristan's house and we've got Savas is there again and Chloe. And this is just, yeah, basically Chloe's like noticing that it's her favorite candle, that all these things that she has had at her house are now at Tristan's house, which he's obviously done to make her happy and to make her feel good and is mysteriously hiding it. And I didn't, I was just like, this storyline doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like, why would you hide it? There's nothing to be sneaky about. It's obviously a kind, thoughtful thing. And instead Chloe's like those are all of my glasses i have that those are like my labels and it's like we know that there's a funny thing that has happened between the sisters historically and chris where they steal each other's style and they get pissed about it yes and chloe is always accusing people of copying her constantly constantly about she thinks people getting organized is copying her like she's the first person in history to put a label on something she thinks the label makers were made for her and she thinks she invented OCD. She you know? thinks the reason a cricket ex- exists is so that she can put f- cute font on on clear acrylic. <laughs> but it's this, it's this yeah. So it's she's like he's copying me basically, and then you know, and he doesn't you know say anything. He's just pointing out all this stuff in the house. Then we get this fascinating scene with kim and tristan uh yeah kim and tristan yet another example of kim treating anyone that is not her family better than her family (laughs) so right and she's talking about how she's gonna she takes a call about like how she's gonna go to fly to oklahoma city which we know she did to go meet with uh you know a wrongfully imprisoned man who i believe is on death row i believe um and just casually like tosses it off and like he's like he, basically they start joking about how it's her side hustle sell shoes uh, or sneakers or whatever and you free people who are wrongly accused that's very funny also uh, interesting thing is so there are people who have kim's phone number in prison yes that's, and she keeps her phone on all the time in case it's their one phone call and they're oh, calling her that's so intense yeah oh, kimmy so He's talking about how Chloe's mad about him copying. And she's like, just let her know, you know, that you want her to be comfortable. And she's like, I feel really bad because he's trying so hard. She's like, that is the cutest thing ever. How does she not see that? And it's like, because she's never trusted a person after Lamar. Lamar destroyed her trust in all men. And so did Tristan. 
Tristan yeah. has no trust. So when he does anything, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Is this about someone you're fucking? <laughs> like, she has no reason to trust men. Yeah. Which is based on the decisions and choices she has also made. Uh, and but yes, she doesn't at all imagine or, or believe probably that someone would think of her in that way or yeah. put her happiness first. She um, doesn't have a Eugene Cordero in her life. No, no one's sending a cheesecake to the table to make her cry. No, there, I mean, Tristan yet. does send thousands of flowers, but yes, that's true. I mean, um, this whole family is killing the floral industry, but <laughs> and or keeping it alive. <laughs> <clears throat> So we're at Tristan's house. He's still playing the game hard. He's like, I got this over here for you. So he tells her, look, I just wanted to make you comfortable. And she's like, it was so cute. I was just confused. (laughs) It's really, she's like, I think it's cute. Of course, because it's kind. Yeah. And loving. And that's normal. He tries so hard to be like cute and gentle with her. And she resists, she resists it hard. She resists. Yeah, it's interesting to me. We've talked about it. I still feel her. Like we talked about, we're really seeing their relationship, you know, which they've put on the show and was, I'm sure, a huge decision on her part. It's given what we all know, um, how vulnerable that is. And her energy with him is still, and maybe it always was, but is very dismissive and distanced. Yeah, You know, like I do not feel her like, and and you know there this is still them figuring a lot of stuff out but it's like she is very she feels it feels like she likes him a lot and he makes her laugh and like but her body language and her energy is still like very closed off yeah. to to him i feel She's which is holding fair. the trauma in her body yeah She's just like they don't i don't think i would kn- like know that that was like i wouldn't think of them as like a very in love couple you know and what? it makes sense they're working through a lot of trauma yeah all right. So then we have this story last storyline and it's really fun. Yes. Uh, so it's so funny just to see. So we're, we're at Kim's house. Kim and Scott are hanging out. The kids, I think it's North and Saint, run through the scene and scream, rock and roll. Rock and roll made me laugh. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> God damn it, it made me laugh. And he's like, what are they screaming? She's like, hey, they're just being funny. They like they like want to be on TV. Like they know about the TV show. And yes. they like to try to get in the scene, which is so funny. So funny. And of course, like think about when you were a, like a kid and like growing up in the 80s and your, you know, your mom or your dad had the camcorder out. And it was like, if you're me, you're a fucking ham. And you're like (laughs) throwing your face in the camera. And like, you know, we have home videos of just like me and my sister are like shoving each other out of the way to talk to the camera. So it's like a very, you know, it's not every kid, but it's like a very normal thing, I think, to just be like, you know, a ham and trying to figure out how to be on camera. And it's like, that's weird because it's like, it's weird that it is a TV show is the what's the, that's the unusual part. They're being like very normal. But then we learn that they're like, <laughs> it just makes me think of, we have a uh, one video. I only one that I could think of from my childhood. Uh, and it's my brother's fifth birthday party. So I'm not quite three yet yeah. and i just remember line I, I remember every line i remember my grandmother watching me run through the yard and i still have like a diaper on probably no i don't i'm maybe maybe I have a diaper and she goes oh her looks like a little witch you just hear her <laughs> off camera say oh her looks like a little witch <laughs> 
That's a very funny line. Her looks like a little witch. <laughs> so Scott asks Kim, have they ever watched a show? Do they, you know, have you ever let them? And she's like, no, they've watched like, they know, which is so from, bizarre. She's from like, TikTok. They know the TikTok clips, which we know. And it's like where they're reenacting scenes, which people do. And she was like, they know the crying Bora Bora scene. She says, North knows. It's really funny, too, to think of that North will come and be like, Mom, my earrings. And she doesn't know it's because her mom's ex-husband threw her in the water. Because she yes. doesn't know there's an ex-husband yet. She doesn't know. Yes. And it's like, and Kim literally says she doesn't want to explain who Chris Humphreys is. <laughs> says his full name. I was like, ouch. Yes. Ouch. Oh and then it's so funny. Well, Scott's like, well, they're going to see it with or without us. Like they're talking about alcohol. And Kim's like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd rather them watch it with us. It's like, this I is know. such a funny thing. Uh, and then Scott's like, well, I'm the only person that did bad shit on the show. So <laughs> she agrees. She's like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. And he's like, I really have some explaining to do. <laughs> but it's, this is such a, an amazing meta conversation, a real fourth wall thing to let us into. Yeah. That, you know, he's like, it's so weird that they were born into this, yeah. you know, like, and, and then they literally say that like, he's like to not even realize that you're on the Truman show, you know, like what a huge thing that is for them to acknowledge that for their kids, yes. it is the Truman show. And it is, and you then, know, and they've made this decision as parents to alter their children's lives. Yeah. And Kim blows her own mind. She's like, we didn't even name anyone Truman. Oh my God. True. Oh my God. True. <laughs> it's such a good, yes. She does blow her own mind hard. Oh it's God. so funny, but what a, it is a very surreal thing to explain. Obviously you then pretty quickly get to like sex tape and the root of it all. And I'm sure like, even OJ and like things that I'm sure no one wants to talk about with their children. And like, to your point and ex-husbands and yeah. like, it's hard. I wouldn't know how to navigate that. And I feel just, like it's like you would have to have like a specific therapist I mean, to manage that conversation. I, but I feel like it's like how I learned things about my family as I got older and like every decade I knew a new reality. I was like, wait, that's what that was <laughs> like. Yes. Cause you know, that's just how it is. Uh, uh, so the next scene we're at Chloe's house and, you know, Scott's like marveling over Kim's arms cause she's lost 10 pounds and it's a big deal. Oh my God. It's a big deal. I mean, when you are pounds. a very small person that, that, that is 10 pounds is pretty wild on Kim's body. I, I'm, I would love for their future enterprises, uh, if they should be on camera for, to not have to have those scenes. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've really had my fill of them like ogling each other's weight loss. And <sighs> it is just a thing I would love for us to not do anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I, I know Kim works out and works hard. That's great. It's, but also like enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then they also, I just want to shout it out. Scott was wearing a John and Vinny shirt, which is my favorite Italian ooh. restaurant in LA. And I got excited and it made me want Italian food. That's neither here nor there. If you're in LA, go to John and Vinny's. Um, not paid plug there. Um, but please they, but pay us or give us please, a, a gift God, certificate. God, give me free Italian food. Uh, or just deliver to my area because I have to go pick it up. Um, they start talking about how like they really have like 
you know, the show act, they're talking about the show and the kids and that they, he, Scott says we have the most luxurious, luxurious made me laugh. We have the most luxurious home videos on earth. <laughs> they are. They're luxury. Which is by the way, a line that they've used many times. Like on, I've heard them use that in like interviews. Not, not that exact, but like we have the greatest, you know, whenever they're asked about like, how, you know, what does it feel like to have so much of your life documented? And they're like, we have the best home videos, you know, yeah. like you can tell it's a big piece of the philosophy for them and probably even why like in the last couple seasons the interstitials have been these old home videos like that that's really how their brains frame it you know as opposed to like a narrative reality show that's that's like exploited their children and made them like obscenely wealthy at the cost of most of their uh relationships yeah (laughs) like it's so funny i get it why do you think kyle is such good friends with chris she's trying to fix the relationship with big calf with what? Big calf. Kyle. Kyle. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. Kyle Richards. She's like, Chris, you're my new big Kathy now. You're my big Chris. <laughs> um, I love as they do the rundown of these houses. And Kim's like, God, I remember when I bought my Beverly Hills home? I really thought I made it. And they're like, you did. She's like, I mean, I know. Yes, I did. Yeah, that was a big deal, too. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you suck. And it then, was so funny. And then Chloe's like, well, don't forget Dash. I was like, Chloe still cares more than anyone about Dash. She's the only one who very sad fuck about Dash. She really cares about Dash. Yeah. Oh. And, and then they just abruptly leave Chloe uh, at the table. Yeah. She's like, what? You okay. Just- Okay. Chloe has a lot of scenes where she's yes, sitting there. Yes, I was going to say. Okay, it's like people bye. have like get up and walk away from Chloe all the time. <laughs> like, what is the deal? But then, so then we have Scott, and he is bringing all the kids to the famous townhouse. Yes, the townhouse yes. that he and Courtney lived in in the early seasons. Yeah. The people that live there have let them come in. And it's really like, it's so funny because it's what they end up saying, but it's like so moving for the adults, you know? And it's also like seeing the clips of Courtney and Scott being so in love. I Um, got emotional. I felt maybe I was like, I felt really misty eyed. Like it's so, and just to like that kind of a thing and going through to an old house is just so emotional and overwhelming about just the passage of time, let alone like a wistfulness for a relationship that's ended is just so much. Yeah. So rain is immediately in some stranger's closet and Scott's like, <laughs> get out. And it goes, why are there creepy monsters? And this is why I knew that rain is the one setting up the weird scenarios for what happens when he misbehaves. Ah. Rain is like, am I to get out of this closet because there are creepy monsters in here? And am I to not speak in the car because it is literally illegal? That's why I believe rain is. That's why I think you've made a strong case here. I think you've made a really strong case. And I, then, I'm with you. Did you pick up on Mason's attitude in the scene? No. So not only was Mason kind of beating on like beating or picking on rain and like slinging yes. him around. Yeah. But Scott's like, oh, look, the bathroom's changed. And Mason mutters, of course it has. <gasps> Mason. And I was like, Mason's acting up because this is this is where Mason like. Yeah. Came Mason was born here. Mason yeah. had his parents together for so much of his life. Whereas rain barely knows it. No, uh, and Penelope, like she was so little, but Rain remembers, and I think this is really, I think this, 
I think they don't they didn't take into account how much this might be upsetting for Mason. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that there's enough of an age difference and he's old enough now that that's that's what I mean is that it's like if we watch those clips and it's emotional for us to see like that's your parents. Yeah, those are his actual parents. And like their relationship is up for public consumption and has been forever. And like it's tough poor guy poor mason that makes me sad for him so they oh kim and then kim arrives kim is there too she was there the whole time i think she's just looking at her phone a lot yes kim is there too they and And kim's children are so much better behaved like north is just watching the chaos oh my god and north is wearing a mask too yes i mean it's it's not on her face completely but i was like better than better than what else is happening even like uh saint well i was like they're yeah they're just so much calmer they're very calm and then rain every time rain sees a kitchen he asks for a snack this is like a thing with him he's the hungriest child in the world wants snacks so much and he's like i just don't understand there's a kitchen right there and you're telling me i have to wait till we get home to like a whole nother place before I can have a fucking a snack. It's just like, it literally doesn't make sense, Dad. It's, it's like, like no, you could you give them a hundred dollars and just get me a fucking snack out of that pantry. <laughs> Take it we out also, of your negativity jar, okay? Yes, there you go. He also, we also have a funny part where Scott is talking about how Chloe lived there too and points out Chloe's room and says she would just burn candles and sit in there all day <laughs> like a witch or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because when she goes to Tristan's house, she's like, it smells like a vibe in here. I was like, she's really into scents. It matters yes, a lot she's to a, her. She's a big scent freak. We also have Scott then also telling the kids about when mom got all my clothes and threw it off of here. <laughs> <laughs> off like, the upstairs like b- balcony he, he's easing into explaining his behavior <laughs> yes i thought it was very funny to be like <laughs> laughing about with your kids uh but that it's pretty obvious they realize you know that the kids aren't really grasping it the meaning of this visit because they were just they were too young and or to your point you, you know for mason it's not they're not experiencing it however kim and scott thought that you know it would be and kim's like yeah it meant more to scott and i than to than to them to be yeah. honest it's like kids don't like to go to museums they just no don't. and the majority of things that adults like kids don't give a flying fuck yeah um i'm swearing a lot sorry oh yeah i was gonna um, tell you only i'm allowed to curse on this podcast okay noted uh just me <laughs> and i do it constantly so um <laughs> trying to keep it clean on your side yes uh will do so we're in Chris or uh, Kim's screening room with all the kids. Mm-hmm. Scott is treating it like he is running the show at Universal Studios. He's Full like, tour guide mode. Sit back, buckle up, arms and legs on the couch. He's a fun dad, and I think all he of his is. like dumb for the things that I used to hate about him. The whole like Lord Disick performative stuff. That yeah. stuff is so perfect for children. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think he just enjoys being a dad. You can tell he's really grown into it. I had the same thought. I was like, oh, Scott really likes being a dad. Yeah. And it makes sense. I think that's like a become a big uh, rooting force for him and like uh, an identity that I think he can he can really finally wear because we know he really didn't for a long time. Yeah. I think he just like values the being a dad like has a lot of gratitude for it i think yeah um and rain is sucking his thumb (laughs) 
on the couch. And as a thumb sucker, as a kid, I like clocked it and I was like, oh, <laughs> no, so sweet. The, uh, they're watching Mason's birth scene and all the kids are so disgusted, except for Rain. Rain's eyes are glued to the screen. He is like in it. He's and then it. Penelope's like, let me know when it's over. Ew. And then Courtney's crying. And, oh. and Penelope's like, why are you crying? And they're like, well, you are too. And she's like, no, my eyes are watering because it's so disgusting. <laughs> what a monster. And then the last thing we see, I think her publicist got mad in the middle of uh, editing the show because it's like Penelope and Scott when Aww. Penelope's so little and he's like trying to get her to say stuff and she just slaps him across the face and it makes the biggest smack noise. It's so funny. It's so such a sweet clip too. And like, and it's again, Scott sees it and it goes, oh, like to himself. He's so like moved by the scene. Yeah. They're really beautiful clips. And so, yeah, all the clips that they've, picked are the, just with the kids yeah and so that's like their entry into showing them the show a is highlight just the, reel yeah a highlight reel of just the kids and we also have pregnant kim you know about to give birth to north and of course she's like oh like what i look like oh like hating on her pregnant ass she hated that pregnancy so fucking I, much she's so traumatized from that pregnancy i will say her her makeup wasn't matching she didn't do it, a good job color yes. matching herself back then. It, it was it was a rough period for Kim, and we know that. But she like, didn't have KKW it, yet. That's why she didn't have Mario. wasn't around yet, I guess, or hadn't you know didn't make it to the hospital. But um, it's really emotional. We have Penelope meeting uh, Mason, or you know Mason meeting Penelope for the first time. Uh, it's really emotional, and uh, and it, and Scott in his confessional is like. This is always what I wanted. And then he's like, it was so nice to see all this stuff of when life was more simple. Mm. And it made me sad. It was only was like, simple for you because you were an addict not really dealing with anything. Yes, you were like floating and you were riding a wave yeah. that you, while everyone else was working at it and grinding away, but you just were a part of it. And so these memories are just really different for him, you yeah. know? <sighs> but it was really touching and it was a, it was neat. It's what is what a strange singular experience for people to have. Like there is just no one really who maybe like uh, 10 people ever. We've talked about it before on the show, but it's like that is the rarest experience of humankind that you are watching the reality show that all of your parents were on and your yeah. birth and your childhood on a TV show for the first time. Yeah, it must be so weird. So crazy. Oh, please get them all to therapy. Um, that's it. That's we it. We did it. It was a big one. And it right under is. two hours. Oh, uh. we had a lot to say. And we saw each other Friday. Yeah. <laughs> we like each other and we like to talk. We like to talk. That's why we have podcasts. Um, we release new episodes every Monday. You know the drill. Check out our website, kardashianit.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Not a lot of time left, so <laughs> <laughs> rate and review. That's nice. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and email us at kardashianit at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Kardashianit. Bye. Bye. Bye.